0: talking to a friend the other day about the ridiculous uh, cost of groceries. And I know we go through this a lot, but really when you talk to people, do you notice it's always coming back to groceries? I've never talked about meat more in my life. Honestly, my private life, I'm talking about groceries, talking about groceries on the air because they're ridiculous, right? The inflation rate is uh, 10.6% for groceries. The annual inflation rate fell to 5.2% in the same month that the 10.6% grocery uh, inflation rate was um, divulged by Statistics Canada. That was February. And things really haven't changed. Survey conducted by the Agri-Foods Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University found that 30% of Canadians, well, we don't buy what they're selling. What they're selling, well, we're buying what they're selling at exorbitant prices, but we're not buying what the big three are selling when they go to Ottawa and say, look, we are not profiteering here. Canadians think that grocery chain prices are, uh, are part of a gouging by these big companies. Here to talk about the results of that survey, Sylvain Charlebois, who happens to be the director of Agri-Foods Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. Sylvain, welcome back. My pleasure. I guess not shocking to you. You know, we've been talking about grocery prices and the high cost of groceries uh, for the last year or so. It's not shocking that people don't have faith in what the grocery store uh, CEOs are selling here.
1: Not really. Uh we, we basically ran two surveys this time. The first survey was about how they perform in Ottawa when they testified and, and frankly, uh, the data is suggesting that they didn't move the needle at all when it comes to trust. Um, barely 30% uh, felt that they were convincing. The same percentage uh, we ask about uh, transparency and how they were forthcoming with the information. Uh, most Canadians just weren't uh, impressed by, by the performance. And then we got into food inflation, asking Canadians what they think uh, are the main factors contributing to higher food prices. And that's where things got a little bit interesting.
0: Okay, so how?
1: Well, in, in the past, we saw many surveys asking Canadians, well, are grocers profiteering yes or no? Wow. <laughs> you're you're basically prompting people to say yes. So our approach was a little bit more nuanced. We basically said, "What do you think is the main factor making food prices higher?" And uh, yes, the number one choice was indeed uh, profiteering by grocers, but close number two, monetary and fiscal policies, and that's that's really telling. It means the Canadians are aware. This is a global phenomena. It's not just about Galen Weston or Ontario or Canada. This is a global phenomena, and and there are a lot of things at play here.
0: And I know that uh, you also found out that uh, people do not like what's going on with small independent grocers.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we ask Canadians about the Code of Conduct, and the Code of Conduct is all about making the industry transparent and for independent grocers, for processors, uh, taking some power away from uh, massive organizations like Walmart and Loblaws, and sixty-eight percent of Canadians who are familiar with the code are in favor of the code. So that's a high—that's a high percentage. We weren't expecting uh, that kind of result.
0: Okay, so talk about the code of conduct because I—I I think there is a working draft out right now. Um, right. But a lot of people don't understand what it's going to entail. How is this code of conduct going to help lower grocery prices for us, the consumer? Do you remember the stop
1: sale between Tridolet and Loblaw last year? <laughs> when I, uh, It
0: was, a, it was a, a defining moment in my chip addiction. <laughs> and I remember talking to you
1: about that. And so PepsiCo is a big enough company to do that kind of thing. Well, think of the mom-and-pop uh, companies out there who can't do a stop-sell. They have to continue to sell to Loblaw. Guess what happens? There's abuse. Fees here, fees there. Uh, prices drop, and company closes. That's that's basically what happened. Loblaw uh, makes uh, and breaks companies. Uh, I would say Walmart's the same. Yeah. And so the code of conduct would actually create a balance of power within the supply chain and, of course, independent grocers were gained from that because it would, they would feel protected from the abuse that laws or the power that Loblaws and Walmart have right now. And that's what's going on for Canadians. Uh, many towns in Ontario have lost one grocer, uh, limiting the options you have as a, as a consumer.
0: Okay, so um, I know that when this this chip issue happened uh, with Frito-Lay and Loblaws, we discussed it at length because I'm a chipaholic. I don't mind admitting it. That's my addiction. So um, when when we were talking about it, it was sort of like you'd think Loblaws had all the chips in their hands, but it was really Frito-Lay saying, no, we're not going to sell you our product for that price point. Like Loblaws said, we're not going to, we don't want we need you to lower your prices. And they said, we're not going to lower our prices. This is how much it costs and we're going to hold out. We just won't, won't sell to you right now. Right. They had the upper hand, but you also said they had 80% of their chips in Loblaws. So if that's happening to a smaller company and they don't have a big guy like PepsiCo as their um, owner of the brand, they just don't have the legs to survive. I could see how that could be crippling.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pepsi, uh, showed a lot of guts last year, when they did that to be honest and and that 's something we didn 't see a whole lot in the food industry and that really got people to think differently about um, you know the laws of the land and how the market is actually working so that 's why I think more and more grocers are recognizing that there's 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 a broken system, mm-hmm. and we need to fix it and at the end of the day, consumers uh, will gain from from a code and a better system overall. And and frankly, what our surveys is saying is that we need more competition in Canada. And a code will actually get us there.
0: It would be nice to have a code for more competition, but the reality is we've got this carbon tax, and it just went up. Um, I know diesel just
1: five dollars a metric
0: ton. Yep, diesel's even more expensive. What do you expect is going to happen, and how quickly will we see this price passed on to the consumer, especially at grocery stores? Because we're talking about farmers. Uh, that use diesel you know, to grow our food, then we've got to ship our freight. Everything costs more when the cost of, of, of fuel goes up.
1: Yeah, well, we haven't done our homework when it comes to understanding how the carbon tax is going to impact food affordability in Canada. A lot of economists are pointing at the Smart Prosperity Institute in Ottawa. Uh, apparently there's a database there that could actually tell you how much your food will cost. If the carbon tax is a hundred and seventy dollars a metric ton by twenty thirty, we're in the forecasting business ourselves, mm-hmm. Adele, uh, with Guelph, and let me tell you, predicting fruit prices in six months from now is tough. So that database is is weak. We need to do a better job understanding what what the carbon tax will do to our food. I'm not saying that we should get rid of it. I think it's important to actually not be blindfolded and understand how that tax will impact our food security and affordability situation.
0: Sure, because the whole goal of that uh, uh, is to lower our our, uh, emissions, to make more green energy, to make it more affordable. So we'll all get on board, and eventually, hopefully, uh, we can do something about climate change. And we know that climate change is affecting our growing seasons and our food. It's all linked up, and, uh, you know, it doesn't make it easier to stomach, though, when you think, okay, well, that's great down the line, but right now I got to feed my family and how much are things going to go up because of this carbon tax within the next six months? But uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you about it again.
1: Probably, but just to say that the carbon tax won't cost you anything at the grocery store is absolute nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's going to cost us for sure.